You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all today, and today's show is going to be such a fun and inspiring one. We're going to focus on making dreams happen, and my guest is an awe-inspiring jack-of-all-trades and master of so many, (laughs) and I can't wait for you all to meet him and for us all to share a ton of inspiration and possibility together. I just think it's so needed right now for all of us, right? Uh, You know, of course, we want to empower our kids to make their dreams happen. But it's so important that we as educators and parents also keep reaching for our own goals and dreams. And, And that can just be so tough even to find the time for. It's just far too easy for our dreams to kind of get lost in the shuffle and in the busyness of daily life. So this show is going to be a great big inspiration, and I really think a powerful uh, encouragement for us all. So welcome to each and every one of you tuning in with us here on The Right Road. As always, I'm so, so, so glad you're here with us. And before I introduce my remarkable guest, I want to make sure to kick off today's On The Right Road giving fun for you. As always, I'll have giveaways throughout the whole show. So to start this first giveaway tonight is, or today I should say, is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road, to this On the Right Road episode on its first air date, which is today, Sunday, June 4th, 2023. To start, here's today's giveaway code words, and they are make it happen. (laughs) And here's the giveaway entry scoop, okay? During the as live broadcast airing of this episode, which is going to be 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m to 9 p.m. Eastern this evening, again, Sunday, June 4th, 2023. I'm going to be posting the show's Facebook giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. When I've shared all the details of a particular giveaway here on the air, it will then pop up on our Facebook page, and all the easy entry details will be right there in the giveaway post. Plus, you also need to include today's giveaway code words, make it happen, as part of your giveaway entry for each giveaway, okay? Because that lets us know that you've listened or are listening to the show today. And in addition to the simple guidelines in the giveaway post, the code words officially enter you, okay? So for this first giveaway today, I found these on Amazon recently. And you know when you receive something and it exceeds expectations like tenfold? Well, that's exactly how I felt when these bookmarks arrived. They're superhero-themed, so bright and colorful, laminated, with wonderfully inspiring messages. They're such good quality, so colorful. Oh my goodness. I gave some away just a couple of weeks ago and the response was off the charts. So I looked into it and was able to get a ton more to give today as a way to encourage a whole lot of kids to read to succeed because reading is such a key part of making dreams happen. So for this giveaway, I'm giving 14 class sets of up to 36 bookmarks in each, okay? Plus, I'm going to tuck a $25 Amazon gift card in with two of the gift packs. 
So there will be 14 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive a class set of the very special bookmarks, plus two of the 14 will also receive a surprise bonus gift card, just because I love to add surprises. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live airing time slot. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. This giveaway will be posted, oh, about six minutes or so after the 5 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to also type tonight's episode's code words, make it happen, as part of your entry comment, okay? And for this giveaway, also include the number of students you expect will be in your class next school year, up to 36. And it's okay to estimate high, because I know you don't you might not know how many kids you have next year. So if you typically have 20 students, for example, and you want to indicate 25 because you don't know the exact number, that's totally fine, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the As Live airing of the show this evening until 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and the Subaru Share the Love Promise for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And I know you all know that this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready during the As Live broadcast airing time this evening. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live today, of course, Sunday, June 4th, 2023, today's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Again, that's Sunday, June 4th, 2023. And note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of today's As Live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Remember, we're in summer home gift mailing mode now, so it's super important that you check Tuesday's announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient from the show, okay? And as always, there will be tons of gift recipients from this awesome episode. I just did a quick tally before the show, and it's going to be nearly 100, if not more, recipients, including all the Facebook, email, Instagram, live show, and pre-show giveaways. So awesome, right? And now, you guys, woohoo! Guess what time it is? It's the wonderful time in the show when I get to introduce you all to today's incredibly special guest. His name is Bruce Hale. And before entering the world of children's books, Bruce worked as a magazine editor, a toy maker, an actor, a singer, a DJ, and in the corporate world too. And now get this, you guys, from picture books to novels and graphic novels, Bruce has written and or illustrated more than 70 Seven zero books for kids. His popular books and series include the award-winning Chet Gecko Mysteries, Super Troops, Switched, Snoring Beauty, which was one of Oprah's recommended reads for kids, and Clark the Shark. Bruce is also a sought-after speaker and storyteller for audiences of all ages. A Fulbright scholar in storytelling, Bruce presents nationally and internationally at colleges and universities conferences and schools from New York to New Delhi and everywhere in between. He's a master of all trades, and I really feel a true inspiration in inspiring kids and adults to make their dreams happen. And I'm just so thrilled that he's here with us. Welcome to On the Right Road, Bruce Hale. Well, thank you so much, Paula. It's a pleasure to be there. Oh, I I just, this is going to be so much fun, Bruce. I, I've kind of seen some of your interviews in the past and, and just, oh my gosh, you've got so much to share. So I'm going to dive right in. And to start, I've got something super fun. I've got our special author 10 qu- question, 
what I call quick fire challenge for you, Bruce. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me warm up my throat here. <laughs> Sounds like well, a tricky one. Well, you you got this. Whenever I have a children's author, okay. I love to start with what I call this quickfire question challenge to help us really get to know you in a fun way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And if you can answer all 10 in three minutes or less, I'm going to add an awesome bonus giveaway at the end of the show for all of you listening from the beginning to end. Okay. And you got to be able to answer one of these quickfire questions to enter that bonus giveaway at the end. So you ready, Bruce? I'm ready. Fire right, away. I, I've got my timer set. Here we go. On your market set, go. Here we go. Okay. Question number one. What is your favorite color? Uh, Blue-green. Ooh, I like like aqua. Nice. Number two. What's your favorite food? Well, let's see. Savory food, it would be sushi. And non-savory food, a treat, would have to be chocolate chip cookies. Oh, Yeah. I'm gluten-free, and now they're making so many great chocolate chip gluten-free cookies. Yay. <laughs> okay, number three. What's mm-hmm. one of your favorite things about living in California? Uh, I like being close to my family and the, the folks that I grew up with. Awesome. Number four, what's your favorite city in the whole world? Oh, man, that's impossible. Right? I can tell you two of my favorite countries. Okay. <laughs> um, Aside from the U.S., I'd say France and Japan. Oh, how wonderful. Number five, how old were you when you wrote your very first book? Well, the first book that I wrote that got published, that was was about 32. Awesome. Now, number six, how long does it typically take you to write a book? Anywhere from a week to two years. Wow. Depending on whether it's. A picture book, a novel, or what it is. Awesome. Well, I love, it's so important for kids and us as adults to, to know these things from authors. I love hearing it from right from your mouth. Okay, i got to go fast here. Number seven, what's your favorite word? My favorite word? Um, I'd say booty. It makes me smile <laughs> okay. every time I hear it. I think I'm going to leave that one right there. Okay, number eight. (laughs) What makes you happiest in the whole world? Uh, Making music. I just love making music. Oh, I love that. I'm a musician, too. Oh, my gosh, how awesome. Number nine, what was your favorite subject in school? Recess. Oh, my gosh, how funny. And number 10, did you like school and did you do well in school when you were a kid? Uh, initially, I did not. Um, I was not the greatest scholar up until about third grade, and then uh, my parents intervened and helped me see the light, and then after that, yeah, I did enjoy school. Oh, that's so wonderful, and guess what, my friend? You did this in two minutes and 29 seconds. Woohoo! So the Dang. Bonus, yeah, the bonus giveaway gets to be added, and I'm just, I'm still chuckling about that word booty, because I think about Like it can be taken different ways, but I think about it like with when my son was little, you know, and his little cheeks were so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, moving on (laughs) to what's really important here. Okay. I'm going to dive right in here because from everything I've read about you and meeting you now over the phone and over the show and realizing all that you've done, you really are a person who's living life to the fullest. It's like, what haven't you done? So let's start with your being an author, okay, Bruce? First, why is encouraging kids to read so important to your heart? 
Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, the, here's the short story. Uh, when I was a kid, I did not like reading. Uh, I was a total TV addict, and I thought books were good for only one thing, squish and flies. Um, but then we had uh, kind of a, a serious loss in our family. We lost somebody who was very close to us. Oh, I'm sorry. Our TV. Oh, you're... Yeah, the TV died. Funny man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my parents started reading to me. And then at first I was resistant. But then when they started reading Tarzan of the Apes, for some reason, that was the book for me. And I clicked with that. And I became a reader, and it turned around not only my scholastic career, but it gave me the dream to become an author myself. Oh, my gosh. I, oh my, there's so much, right, in just those few sentences that you just shared, the importance of parents reading to kids and how important it is to cover a lot of genres because you don't know exactly what's going to click. And once that light bulb clicks, I mean, reading holds the key to so much in life and learning. So here's a related question, Bruce. How do you feel, this is really important, how do you feel parents and teachers can best encourage kids to read and to really love, find that love of reading? There, I think, are two main ways that parents and educators can help out. The first is by modeling reading behavior. Yes. Like reading for fun yourself shows the kids, oh, Okay, it's cool to read for fun. And then the second thing is reading aloud to your kids, even when they're in as old as middle school or, you know, they'll sit still for it, high school. Um, kids, there's a certain bonding that happens with parents and kids when you read aloud yes. a story. And that it puts the story very deeply into the kids' imagination and into their hearts. And it gives them a connection to that story that they might not have if they were just reading it on their own. So right. if you want to instill a love of reading, read aloud and, and make that a special thing for your family. Because I have heard so many stories where that has made all the difference in the world. Well, and I think that goes for the classroom, too. You know, sometimes I think people might wonder, well, why is the teacher still in seventh grade reading to their kids? It's exactly what you just said. It's It creates a bond with the parent or yeah. with the educator. And it's like when you're listening to it, you it does. It creates that imagination and that visual in your head in in a completely new way. Oh, my gosh, I love this so much. So now you touched yeah. upon this a little bit in the, in the quick fire. You've written so many books for kids of all ages. You mentioned that when you really found the love of reading is when you discovered you wanted to really become an author. So was that around that third grade year when you started loving school? Or when exactly did you realize you wanted to be an author and write books? Well, I've been told by um, my childhood best friend, Billy, that it was right around fourth grade when I started saying, I think I'm going to do children's books when I grow up. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So that's when it took hold. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like a chain of events. We lost the TV. My parents read aloud to us. I got hooked on these books. And I liked Tarzan so much that when my dad was off at work, you know, he was usually the reader because he was the good storyteller. And <laughs> when he was off at work, I wanted to know what happened next. So I, I grabbed Tarzan. <sighs> I had to have a 
a dictionary on the other hand because I didn't understand half the words. But that that's the power of a good story. You know, it just impels you to read. Oh, my gosh. And it shows how important it is when those passions start growing in our kids' lives, even in fourth grade, that we listen as adults and, t- you know, and help them that seed grow and not just blow it off as, yeah, you're going to be a writer. You know, yeah, you're going to write, but sure, you're going to do that. You know what I mean? It's so exactly. important to, to empower that. So how did you get started as a professional author and how did it kind of progress you know, so that now you're a published author under the likes of Harper and Scholastic. I mean, you're, it, it seems like your career path has been quite awesome. How did this happen in, professionally for you? Well, um, I did it all the hard way. <laughs> I didn't study writing in school or anything like that, but I did do some journalism. I kind of fumbled my way into it. I did was a magazine editor for a while and a corporate journalist. And all the time I was writing these boring stories, I was thinking, gosh, it'd be more fun to make stuff up. And then I finally got back in touch with that childhood dream of being an author. And so I was inspired to write something, but I didn't have the right idea. And then a friend and I had started a side business creating these little stuffed toy geckos with uh, Aloha print fabric and suction cups on their feet. You can stick them on a window. Oh, how so cute. I said, oh, I, have, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a, a picture book to go along with the gecko. Oh. And boom, that was it. So my first book was a self-published book, and I made all the mistakes it's possible to make, but the story had a lot of heart, so it's still in print. And that, that was 1989 that it got published. Oh, my gosh. I. I love this so much. And you talked about how the jobs you had, you know, in corporate journalism and in and editing. It's like sometimes I think we want, and maybe our kids want, things to happen overnight. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's taking where you're at at that moment. And, and like, t- I tell my, my son, he's going to be going to college next year. It's like, I want you to suck all the marrow out of every experience that you have, because you never know how that's going to inspire the, the path that you're supposed to be on instead of, oh, I don't want to do this. Well, oh my gosh, if you hadn't have done those things, you <laughs> might not be where you're at today. So it's, it, it's amazing how when you keep working at something you love, the right road opens up for you. It, mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Like you said, it is it, rarely is it an easy path, but you will find your path. Oh, I yeah. love that. So one of your I most mean, recent I, oh, one of your most recent books, I, Bruce, um, and maybe your actually your most recent is Switched. And as I started reading it, the first thing I noticed was how your writing is just so descriptive. It was like the story ran like a movie in my head. So I think your books are not only wonderful reads for kids, but I think they can be used as a how-to for descriptive writing. So related to Switched, mm, can you, you tell us, well, I, I, it's so special. Can you tell us about the inspiration for this particular book? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that book was inspired by my dog, or my, I should say my old dog, Riley. She's Aww. since passed on. But we used to love going for walks in this canyon beside our house. And when she was being good, I'd let her off leash. And so one day she went and she kind of burrowed into this thicket of bushes and she wouldn't come out when I called her. I'm like, Riley, come. And she didn't come. (laughs) 
And so, of course, I started thinking, oh, now what in the world is she getting into there? Right. Is she rolling in some dead animal? Is she eating raccoon poop? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> and, and being an author, of course, my mind went to the, the weirdest place. So I'm thinking, what would be the weirdest thing she could get into? Ooh, what if she found a puddle of dragon's blood and she drank it and suddenly she could talk? What would Riley say? And so that was my initial inspiration. Like, if a dog could talk to a human, what would they say? And so after I finally got Riley out of there, and she didn't smell like a, a dead animal, so that was something good, <laughs> um, I, I started working on developing this idea. And I, I eventually hit on the concept of a, a boy and a dog who get into a magical accident and their souls switch bodies. And so we can... Now we can hear what the dog would say if the dog could talk. Oh, my gosh. I, I love so much about this. I love that your process of using your imagination. So it, again, that's something that's so important that we encourage in our kids. You know, sometimes they start going off on all these tangents and we're like, now focus, Jimmy, you know. But sometimes mm -hmm. we really have to make sure to let that. It's kind of like Clark the shark, right? We have to let them just go with it. And that's going to lead to something great more often than not. Oh, my gosh, I love this. So I, I love to hear about an author's writing process. Do you typically use real-life experiences like you did for Switched? Or do you also, you know, write stories that are purely made up and come from your creative mind? Is it a mixture of both or is it more one or the other? How does it work for you? Uh, it's a mixture of both, I would say. Uh, a lot of the... The books I've written, like the Chet Gecko Mysteries, um, have nothing to do with anything that's happened in my life. Okay. Um, some sh short stories I've borrowed from events in my life. Um, it is Super Troop, uh, my newest novel, came out just the year after Switched. That one is based on my experiences in the Boy Scouts, and I just extrapolated from that. It's like... What kid would most need the Boy Scouts and what and who would, that, you know, like, how could that be like a really awful experience for him that ends up turning him around? Oh, I love so that. Those, I do those kinds of things, but sometimes I'll just like work on something purely out of the imagination. Awesome. Like the story I'm working on right, right now is called the Outer Space Mystery Pizza Club. Clearly not and from real life, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it has, it deals with ETs who love pizza and, you know, all kinds of wild stuff. So it's just purely imaginative. I love it. I, it's just, it's like you go with what, what, what's in your life and what's in your brain at any given moment. So what Bruce is exactly. your favorite, right? It's, it's very cool. What's your favorite thing about writing books for kids? And on the flip side, what's the hardest part about it for you? Well, I would say I have two favorite things about writing books. One is finishing a book. <laughs> that feels so great. Right. I mean, sometimes it's a difficult process getting there, but once I have it finished, that's so satisfying. And then the other piece of that is being able to share that with audiences, whether oh, you know they're reading them on their own or whether I'm visiting a school or a library and I'm reading it to kids and seeing their reactions. I always love that part of it as well. 
Oh, that's awesome. And, and what's the hardest part, would you say, for you? The hardest part for me is going from an initial inspiration into a plot, because all of us have ideas all the time. And in fact, my wife often, you know, will be watching a movie or having a conversation. She'll go, ooh, that would make a great idea for a movie. And it's like, yeah, that's the the core inspiration. But going from the idea into a like a character and an ordered plot that makes right. sense, um, that's the hard part. And that's where I sometimes end up pounding my head against the wall for a bit. Well, and again, that's so good for kids to hear is that it's not always easy. You have to work through it and find the path to the actual story and the actual book from the initial idea. And the important thing is to not give up. Now, now the thing is, you do so much, Bruce. You're also the illustrator of many of your books, including the Chet Gecko Mysteries and the Class Pet series. Can you share Mm -hmm. with us about that talent of yours? I mean, how in the world did you also learn to be an illustrator, which is a whole other dimension of books? It's really rare for someone to write and illustrate. How did this part of your life come to be as well? Well, I think I actually fell in love with illustration before I fell in love with words. I mean, I started drawing as a little kid, and I just never stopped. When I was in my teens... uh, At that point, I'd forgotten about my dream of being a children's book author, and my dream during my teens and early 20s was to be a cartoonist and to have like a, you know, a daily comic strip in the newspaper or something like that. And so, you know, I've always kept up the the art side of my background and the drawing, but just it seems like in the, the last decade or so, the writing has really taken over a lot from it. But, you know, I'll still come up with a good book idea and say, okay, this is something I can illustrate. And then, uh, you know, once I write the story, I just visualize all the pictures and then dive into it and have a blast. Oh, I just love that that really the sky's the limit for each one of our lives. There's so It's like we don't have to just be in one little box. If we let our mind and our talents just go where they need to go and we really and we don't kind of push them down under a rug, there's so many things that each one of us, so many paths that we can take and so many amazing things that we can do. So Bruce, stay with me, okay? I have mm-hmm. so many more questions for you, but first I want to give away okay. a whole bunch of your fantastic books. Um, you Great. donated a bunch, Bruce, and I purchased a bunch more to give. So here's today's second On the Right Road Facebook giveaway. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to this On the Right Road episode today. I have 14 copies of Bruce Hale's wonderful books to give from Clark the Shark for the younger grades to his latest book, Super Troop and Switched, and a bunch more for older kids. Plus, I'm adding two $25 Amazon gift card drawings to this giveaway just because all of you incredible Right Road Educator friends are awesome. So there will be 16 educator recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive one of Bruce's awesome books for their classroom library or to give to an individual child or an Amazon gift card. Note that the gift cards won't be shown in the giveaway picture, but they are part of the giveaway. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted uh, this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time as live airing time slot. 
approximately 30 minutes or so after the hour. Remember to include tonight's code words, make it happen, as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay? And for this giveaway, also include the grade level you teach. So if your name is drawn, I can make sure you receive a book that will be a terrific fit for your students. And this giveaway will be open until just after the, after the end of tonight's As Live airing of the show, until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 16 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Great big thanks to Bruce himself for donating five copies of his Switched book. And big thanks as well to PTS Coaching and Legiliner for helping to make this very special giveaway possible. So, Bruce, one more question related to your mm-hmm. books that I just have to ask. Um, your Clark the Shark book is also so awesome. At the end, Clark the Shark, who's this big overzealous presence that kind of takes over things, he learns that, and I'm going to quote, there's a time and place for everything. Sometimes you stay cool, but sometimes a shark's got to do what a shark's got to do. I mean, what a great book and message for kids to learn about being themselves. But also about watching out for others and the way they do things and helping to make sure that other voices are heard too. And I wanted to share that because Clark the Shark is such a wonderful book. And what I want to ask you is mm-hmm. I read that one of your Clark the Shark books ended up in McDonald's Happy Meals. How in the world did that cool thing happen? <laughs> well, that was uh, not quite the way I thought it was going to happen. I, I thought, oh, they're going to put a, my books in a Happy Meal? What, are they going to grind it up and use it as hamburger? But <laughs> turns out <laughs> what they did was they um, McDonald's went to HarperCollins, my publisher, and for Valentine's Day, they wanted to include four little bitty books, little picture books, just like, you know, tiny, almost wallet-sized right. uh, in the Happy Meals. And so they were looking for books with a Valentine theme, and I had written a Clark the Shark book called uh, Clark the Shark Takes Heart. Oh. So they, they printed up these little things, and it was so cute. And they even did it in Canada. So I got to see the French version of it. And, of course, in Canada, he's not called Clark the Shark. He's Martin Le Raquin. <laughs> so it's very fun. Oh, oh my gosh. How, I, it's another example of when you're working your hardest to make your dreams happen, you never know what surprises are going to come along the way. I love that so much. Well, now you do so many more things. In addition to being an author and illustrator, you've done acting and DJing and singing and, and like you said, magazine editing. You've even been a toy maker like you shared. It really goes to mm-hmm. show that that we can all make our dreams happen and the sky really is the limit to what's possible in our lives. So I'd love to hear what is your life philosophy, your personal life philosophy on making dreams happen and making them come to life? Well, I've got... Uh... I, I wouldn't say I can neatly sum it up in a bumper sticker, but yeah. coincidentally, I do have a, a bumper sticker above my desk from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and it says, if it's not fun, why do it? Wow. And for me, that's a good thing to remember, is to find the joy in what I'm doing and to follow that. I mean, you know, uh, Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss, and yes. I think... That is a big part of success. If you find 
what you're passionate about and you dedicate your energy to it on a regular basis, that's how you start to make things happen. I mean, I had to send out stories for eight and a half years and collect rejection letters before I finally got published nationally. Uh, and it was worth hanging in there. I have yes. a little um, post it on my computer that says, what step can I take today that will move me in the direction of my dream? Yes. Yes. And that's just there to remind me to do something every day. It's that consistent work and just just being persistent about it that really makes things happen. There is a theme going. In addition to making it happen, it's like be persistent, be patient, keep at it, don't give up. I mean, all these things tie together so well. I love how they're kind of intertwining through everything that we're sharing. Well, I'd love to know, mm -hmm. you know, I assume you're going to keep writing books. Uh, are there other things, other goals on your dream, uh, dream and dreams on your heart too that you haven't even accomplished yet? Oh, absolutely. There's always more stuff to do. Um, one thing that I would love to do is to have one of my books adapted for either TV or the movies. And we've come close a couple times to making a Chet Gecko movie. Wow. Um, but I, I would really love to see either like an animated series of Chet Gecko or a movie of one of my other books like Switched or Super Troop. Um, and I would love to be involved in that process because as somebody who has been an actor, uh, you know, I understand dialogue and how that works. And right. I would love to be involved in that kind of storytelling, which is a little different from writing books. Yes, and I can totally, um, the the most recent one that I read was Switched, and I can totally see that as a movie. Oh, my gosh, when you said movie for Switched, I'm like, yes. Oh, my goodness, how exciting. Yep. So what's that your, would be fun. Right? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what's your best advice for kids in terms of finding their passions and reaching for their dreams? I would say one of the best things to do is to get in touch with yourself. Yes. And not let other people, you know, talk down your dreams. You know, I, I try to surround myself with positive people and people who are going to support what I am serious about and what I really love rather than folks who will say, ah, that'll never happen. You can't right. do that. Yeah. So I think that's the place to start is, is listen to yourself and, and whether it takes you know, going for a walk and thinking a bit, or you write a little in your journal, whatever it is to get in touch with your desires and pay attention to those and honor them. Because so many people I know who are in the arts today, that dream started when they were little kids. Yes. And they were just like, gosh, I'd really love to be a singer, or I'd really love to do this or that. And I talk to kids all the time when I visit schools across the country, and I, I always ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And some of these kids, I can see them just from the way they are. Like when I, a little girl said, I'm going to be a singer. I'm like, yeah, I bet you are, honey. Because oh. she had that enthusiasm, you know, and that's, you look for what makes you enthusiastic and follow that. Yes, and it's so important. Something that I always share with kids is that there's only one you in the entire world. 
And we all have unique gifts inside of us. And it is so important to take that quiet time. However you need to do it, each person is different. And like you said, listen to yourself uh, and trust that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So kind of related and piggybacking onto that, how can parents and teachers best support kids and, and their passions and their talents as kids work towards making their dreams happen? What's your advice there? I think that one of the best things we can do as, as educators and parents is to listen. Yeah. And really give kids the space to have these dreams. Because in the beginning, when you have a dream, it's like a little sprout growing out of the ground. You know, it's not very strong. It can, it can get knocked over by the wind or stepped on. And so I think it's our job as adults to kind of help protect that and yes. let the kid explore that and let it grow on its own. And, you know, I know some of us as adults, we go, oh, that's not a practical field for my kid to go into. I shouldn't encourage that. But the truth is, you don't know if they're really going to go into it or not. Right. If they're excited about it when they're little, maybe they just need to explore it and then something else will come along. Right. And so it you might can't lead to, know, right, you can't right. know that's going to be it. Right. It might lead to where so, you're supposed to be. And if you had never done that first thing, yeah. you might not find, you know, where you're supposed to be. Oh my gosh. It's like, and I love how you said it's like a little sprout. And I think as parents and educators, as adults, we're the water, we're the sunlight that, mm -hmm. you know, we're the soil that feeds that sprout. Or like you said, it can get trampled or, you know, doused with too much rain or whatever. If we look at ourselves like that as adults, it's beautiful. So what about oh, yeah. parents and teachers themselves, Bruce? It's so easy to get a thousand percent caught up in our own kids and students' <laughs> lives that often our own dreams as adults just get pushed aside and, and sometimes, oftentimes, completely given up on. What advice do you have True. for adults in terms of keeping their dreams alive and making them happen, you know, for ourselves? Yeah, well, I would, I would just remind folks listening that it's never too late. Yeah. And there have been, like, speaking in my own field of authors, there have been authors who were first published in their 60s. Yes. You know, at a time when other people are retiring. So that dream that you nourish is not stupid. It's not frivolous. You know, it's something serious that speaks to your soul in some way. So the best thing we can do is honor it. And if you can even just make five or ten minutes of time a day, just break that time away for yourself. And like I said before with the little post-it on my computer, what step can I take today that will move me in the direction of my dream? Yes. And just find one, one little action. doesn't need to be a lot. Well, and that and if is... if you can just keep yes. doing that and making that time, that's, that's how it happens. You know, it's just, it's a cumulative effect. And it's life-changing and soul-changing. Like, you, I, I hear mm -hmm. from so many educators and parents, too, that everybody's just so burned out. Something that can reignite oh, yeah. the fire of your life is doing exactly what you just said. And when you're fulfilled in something creative, I mean, your calling may be to be an educator. But like you've been sharing tonight, you've made so many dreams happen in your life, Bruce. If we're in only that educator box, and yet we have so many other 
passions in our lives and all of those are being snuffed out just because of time or busyness or whatever. But if you take that time, it is soul changing. And what happens then is your teaching becomes a thousand times better because you're being fulfilled as a human being. This all ties in so beautifully. Well, now, I I know, Bruce, that Mm -hmm. you also do presentations at schools, and you touched a little bit upon it, you know, and what you share with kids. But what's your overall, you know, big-picture message for kids during your school programs? Well, coincidentally to this program, um, the theme of most of my author assemblies is Dream Big. Yes, and so I encourage kids to, you know, pay attention to what they want, um, follow their dreams, and to, and I also give them some real practical tips from my own life, all the things I had to learn the hard way, like remembering not to give up and yes. being sure to practice and hone skills and all these things. I, I just kind of give kids, use myself as a model and give them a little template of, of what they could do to pursue their own dreams. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful for kids. Like even you said at the beginning, you've said this a couple times, the modeling, it's really helpful for kids to see a real life example of what somebody is saying, not just, you know, pontificating, but for them to see, Oh, okay. Okay. I see it now. So now related being a, a Fulbright scholar and in storytelling, which is so special. Could you share with us briefly about the key importance of storytelling and what's the best way to really engage kids using storytelling? Well, storytelling is, I like to think of it as a secret weapon in communications because humans are basically story animals. Yeah. And so if you want somebody to remember something and you want them to take it into their heart, find a story that conveys it. Yes. And so, you know, I've, I've actually taught storytelling to business people to help them be more effective communicators because it's that powerful a tool. Yes, I totally agree. To know, yeah, so, so in, in telling a story, it needs to be an appropriate story, of course. Right. But it also needs to have a hero with a problem, and then that problem gets solved during the story, and then you draw the kind of uh, lesson from it, if there is a lesson to be learned. So that's just the the bare bones of it. But, you know, stories are a really powerful tool and people will forget all of your 12 bullet points and they'll forget your, your neat little phrases, but they will remember the stories you tell them. Yes. It it creates like a picture, a running picture in your mind. It can, it engages and connects. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. So, right. So do you have, I mean, I wish we could talk another five hours, but do you have a kind of a final (laughs) one minute message for all of the kids listening? You know, if you could tell them anything in the world, what would you like to say to kids? I would like to tell them to just investigate and enjoy life in all its forms. Um, And that includes books and reading. It includes uh, exploring different activities that you may not be sure would work for you, just to be open to experience this stuff, and your life will get incredibly rich. Oh, that's so perfect, so beautiful. Oh my gosh, what a what an awesome 
summary for everything we've been sharing. Well, and what about for all of the wonderful Right Road educator and parent friends listening? Do you have a final kind of one-minute inspirational message for all of the adults listening? Well, the main thing I'd like to say to them is thank you. Thank you for all you do for kids. I mean, especially when it comes to reading, because reading is a foundation for success in life. So anything you do with kids that gets them reading and unlocks the joy of reading for them is a blessing and a boon, and you're really making a difference in kids' lives. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Bruce. You know, thank you for just inspiring us all to go for it, to reach for those dreams in our hearts and to, to make them happen. I mean... I'm so grateful you took the time to be with us here. I'm I'm honored to know you. I just I feel like I've made a lifelong new friend and I'm just honored that you were here with us. Thank you so much. Oh, well thank you, Paula. It's really been my pleasure. Oh, and I, I want to make sure you all know how you can check out Bruce's books and how you can connect with him if you'd like him to present at your school or conference. To connect with Bruce, just go to his website at brucehale.com. That's B-R-U-C-E-H-A-L-E.com. And everything's right there. You can easily connect with him or he's got all of his, his books there. You can check them all out and see what, and, and a lot of them are on Amazon. Um, so I really hope you'll connect with him. What a guy. What an inspiration. Um, and as I always <laughs> want to, oh, you're so welcome, Bruce. Thank you. And as I always like to make sure to do, I want to thank our On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, Subaru, and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Leggy Liner, PTS Coaching, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joyful Life book. And as I always like to do, I have a nugget from my heart that you can take with you into the summer and the school year to come relating to making goals and dreams happen. And the first thing that really hits me when I think about a life's dream is that if you don't go for it, you'll never know what you can do. And at the end of the day, not knowing if a full potential could have been reached for a child or an adult, it actually makes my heart ache. And I know goals can be so hard to reach, to say the least, right? And like we've talked about tonight, it's not always easy, and it's rarely easy. And then there's the potential feeling of failure if things don't go right. And also what others might think or say can be overwhelming. Even if we say what others think doesn't matter, it might to us underneath, without us even realizing how much it matters. But again, at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters if we mess up when we're going for our goals and dreams. I think that's part of the learning process of making something happen like we talked about tonight. The thing is, the decisions involved can be so tough and worrisome. So what I'd like to share is something that has helped me tremendously. It's a question that I decided to start asking myself when a decision is at hand. And I can't even remember what specific decision I was in the middle of when it clicked for me as a real help, but it is. And when I started asking it of myself, it was really quite life-changing. So here it is, okay? I found the one big question to ask yourself when facing a decision is this. Will you regret doing it or will you regret not doing it? Asking yourself first thing in the morning helps too before your mind kind of has a chance to start racing and overthinking. 
and I found that your gut reaction is almost always your answer. I've shared this tip with my son on a couple of occasions, and I saw it really sink in with him recently, which made my heart really happy because I literally saw the weight lifted from his shoulders regarding a decision he needed to make. And what happened is my son Micah is doing something very special right after his upcoming high school graduation. It took him a bit of planning quite a bit of planning, actually. And one day he came to me and asked if he thought he should just forget about it and not do it because of all that was involved and how busy this coming summer before college is going to be for him anyway. So I reminded him of my decision-making help tip. You know, ask yourself in five or 10 years when you look back, will you regret doing it or will you regret not doing it? And literally right away, he knew the answer and the weight lifted. I saw it. I literally saw the weight lift off his shoulders. So in this particular case, it took what may have been weeks of hemming and hawing and, you know, it just took that off his plate and boom, he made the decision. And I'm not saying that this method is always going to work 100% or that it will always lead to the exact right decision, but I found that it has truly helped me in so many situations. It's taken loads of time and worry off my shoulders, and it's led to helping a lot of my personal goals and dreams come true. And I really, really hope it's helpful for you too in making your goals and dreams happen. And as always, I, I just hope this whole hour together has been a wonderful blessing for you, really inspiring you to know that anything you dream can happen and, and encouraging you to go for it, whatever passions and dreams are on your heart. Um, at whatever age you are, whatever stage you are in life, go for it. Make those dreams happen. You can do it. And with that wonderful thought, I have a bunch more giving fun support for you this evening. Remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of today's pre-show and as live broadcast giveaways so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient from the show. So this giveaway number three, Facebook giveaway number three, is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have 10 of our super popular $200 school supply gift boxes to give. They're perfect to help you with summer school or to get ready for the next school year to come to help make your school year dreams happen for you and your students. Plus, just because you educators are awesome and I love to add surprises, I'm going to add two $25 Amazon gift cards to this giveaway too. So there will be 12 educator recipients and each will receive a great big $200 school supply gift box or a $25 Amazon gift card. Note that the gift cards will not be shown in the giveaway picture, but they are part of the giveaway, okay? So to enter, just go to our Right Red Kids Facebook page, follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted this e- during this evening's, you know, 5 p.m., 8 p.m., 8, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern as live time slot, about 10 minutes or so before the 6 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to include tonight's code words, make it happen, as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway entries, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of this evening's As Live airing of the show, until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Nair and to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. Once again, gigantic thanks to Bruce Hale for being my just 
unbelievably wonderful guest here on The Right Road. Thank you to Marcy for her always awesome behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Matt, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of The Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you listened all the way to the end here and heard Bruce's quick-fire answers near the beginning of the show, here's today's special bonus gift opportunity. Since Bruce answered all 10 quick-fire questions in under three minutes, I have six more $25 Amazon gift cards to give. So if you're listening and would like to enter for these six bonus gift card drawings, just email me. This is one of my email giveaways, okay? Email me at my usual Hey Paula. That's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at rightroadkids.org. Again, that's Hey Paula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org dot O-R-G because we're nonprofit. Put today's code words, make it happen in the email subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And in the body of the email, Include your school, city, state, and the answer to one of the quickfire questions I asked Bruce near the beginning of the show. And the question is, what was Bruce's favorite subject in school? Include all those things in the body of the email, and you'll be entered for the six bonus Amazon gift card drawings. Again, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put today's code words, make it happen, in the email subject line. And in the body of the email, include your school, city, state, and the answer to what was Bruce's favorite subject in school. Include all those things, okay? And you'll be entered. And as always, this episode is available to listen to or download for free anytime. So you can listen to any parts you may have missed, or you can download it to save and share with your educator friends and your kids and students. Oh my gosh. Everything Bruce shared is so inspiring for your kids, too. So I hope you take a minute to download it. And in between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, Instagram page, via email, and on our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Hey, always listen to those tuggings on your heart. Don't be afraid to go for it and make your dreams happen and become all you can be. I love and appreciate and believe in you all so much. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.